this is Teresa Clark, the executive editor of Africa.com, and I have the privilege today of sitting down with Kenneth Okayiri, the executive director for services at GE Gas of Power Business for Sub-Saharan Africa. How are you today, Kenneth? Very well, Teresa. How are you doing? Very good. We're, we're talking to you from Lagos, is that right? Yes, I'm in Lagos today. Wonderful. Well, we're very interested in talking to you about some very important work that you've been doing in Nigeria. Uh, we understand that you've recently completed a large project involving the rehabilitation of major power plants in Nigeria. Can you t please tell us what that project was all about? Absolutely, Teresa. This project um, was with one of our key strategic customers, um, Niger Delta Power Holding Company, also known as NDPAC. They have 32 of our 90 gas turbine machines located across multiple sites in Nigeria. The intervention itself was on three units at, th at two different locations, in Calabar and in Sapele, all in the south-south of Nigeria. These units were done for a couple of months. We worked with the customer, collaborated with them, came up with a plan and executed this plan in record time to change out uh, a key component of the machine known as the stage three bucket. And we did this in record time and returned the unit back in service to deliver additional 360 megawatts to the national grid. Wow, that's a big deal. Um, thank you very much for explaining that. And can you help us put this into perspective? How does this impact Nigeria's energy capacity? Yeah, sure. Just to give a bit of context, um, Nigeria has an installed capacity of about 15 gigawatts and 10 gigawatts of this is from GE machines. Um, we average about three to four gigawatts uh, in terms of power generation daily. Um, you can imagine this um, critical need for power in Nigeria with a population of 200 million people. And in the middle of a pandemic where we still rely on power to you know, run the basic things like uh, our power sector, um, the small business um, owner around the corner trying to make um, ends meet, um, most of us working from home. So it was very critical that we got this uh, machine back up and running. And, um, you know, making this to happen with our customer was very important to um, Nigeria as a nation. Um, just having that amount of power off the grid basically impact over 2 million homes in Nigeria. So it was very important that we worked around the clock, even within the pandemic period, to execute flawlessly and deliver the power back to the grid. That's very important indeed. Thank you for putting that into perspective. Um, you completed this, you've mentioned, um, during the pandemic, after the pandemic started. How were you able to conduct this work while respecting the COVID-19 protocols? Of course, granted, we're all living through, um, still living through the pandemic as we speak, um, and I'm sure we're going to come out of it a better and uh, bigger um, world, if you would, globally. Um, but in terms of how we managed to walk around um, the pandemic and put in, put in structures that help us to deliver within um, this time frame, we, uh, we, when I say we, GE engineers with our field core team. Our field core team is um, the 
field service um, company for GE that is owned by GE. We worked and collaborated with our customers to come up with strict safety protocols, which are also in line with the World Health Organization protocols and the federal government of Nigeria protocol to ensure that we have measures in place to get our people on site, execute the outages, and get back home without having any issues with regards to safety and or otherwise. You know, there are basic fundamentals, but very important things that we put in place. Number one, the regular, you know, temperature screening, the social distancing, hand washing constantly, and of course, using the regular PPEs like our face mask and our hand gloves. Um, we also did uh, something unique by work, making sure that we worked with the government to have the, um, a hands-on um, support from the government in terms of giving us directions in terms of um, the protocols from the federal government and aligning that with what is obtainable and acceptable with our customer and with GE. So, you know, when I reflect back looking at this, it was very, very key and strategic for us to deliver. Another thing we did that helped us to deliver during this um, difficult time was to have what we call a country-by-country country execution strategy, where basically we developed a strategy to, to utilize the same resource within the country, Nigeria, to get the work done. It basically means that we didn't have to get people from outside Nigeria to travel into Nigeria. Because if you, if you remember very well, at the peak of this pandemic, the borders were closed, people could not travel around. So strategically, we were able to utilize uh, a country-by-country strategy to deliver on this um, intervention. And finally, we, we also continue to make sure that we educate our team and our customer about COVID-19 and ensuring that they have the right support and empowerment. You know, we have a saying that if, if you see something, say something. And that has been a mantra and that actually helped us enormously to deliver on this um, intervention. You know, tell us a little bit more about this team that did this work. Was it a primarily Nigerian team? You're part of a multinational. Did the team come from overseas? Who are the people who are actually doing this work? This team was 100% local, Nigerians. You know, we've been very intentional in the last couple of years about building um, local capabilities in different countries to make sure that, you know, whenever we have a situation like this, we can actually pull in on the resource that we have within country and deliver for our customers and for Nigeria as a country. So it was 100% local. It was all Nigerians. And, you know, um, it, it just goes to show of that at the end of the day, um, this strategy was paying off based on our intentionality around building capability in the last couple of years. So besides COVID, what were the biggest challenges in doing this project? Well, Teresa, there are a couple of them I can, I can touch on. You know, the, the first one being you know, around the logistics nightmare of having our team travel from various parts of um, the country to the various locations where we executed this job. Um, you know, um, not being able to fly because, you know, there were, there were no, there were no, F, there were no um, flights um, flying us at that period. And just have people having to travel, you know, 12, 15 hours on the road to these various sites that are located in the south side of Nigeria was really, really challenging. We had to get special permits for the team to travel by road. Uh, we got good um, support from our customer. We got good support from the federal government as well. You know, even getting to 
um, the cities where these power plants are located, it's even more difficult traveling from the accommodation to the power plants. The roads are very bad. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the, side, the, the, the team leaves the hotel pretty early in the morning and they have to spend over an hour to get to a power plant that is supposed to be more or less 15 minutes drive. So it was really, really challenging, but I'm glad to say that we were able to overcome the challenges. That's great. Well, it's a very interesting story that you're telling. I don't think many people appreciate, you know, all the complexities of what it means to operate in this environment. So thank you for adding that additional angle to this. Um, so why, you know, I mean, I think I can probably guess the answer to this question myself, but, you know, what makes you particularly proud of this rehabilitation project? I think you've chilled us out a little bit already, but I need to ask you that. What makes this one special? Well, Teresa, this is special for a couple of reasons. Number one, the fact that we were able to execute um, this intervention safely without any safety issue or quality issue, getting every single one of our folks back to their loved ones and family in record time and adding 360 megawatts to the grid was really, really something that, you know, to date, you know, I reflect and I'm truly proud of what the team achieved. The second thing, I, and I touched on it a little bit earlier on, was the fact that this was 100% local Nigerians delivering for Nigeria. That's another reason why I'm so proud of this, this achievement. The third one is around, you know, just GE, gas power being part of the solution to, you know, the power challenges that we have in Nigeria. You know, we've, we've, we've been around for some time and we've always want to be part of the solution and this was one of those times that you know we could truly reflect and say yes we're part of the solution and we continue to be part of the solution to the power situation in nigeria and finally you know just to touch on our customer the satisfaction that the customer got out of it you know the the feedback we got from the customer was humbling it was really really humbling and you know that kind of had a lot of additional springs to our steps to do more so I'm, I'm truly proud of, proud of this achievement by the team, and we look forward to doing a lot more uh, with this customer and with other customers in Nigeria and across Sub-Saharan Africa. Do you have similar projects of this scope in the pipeline? Yes, we do. Um, you know, um, without going into much details, Teresa, um, because a couple of them are still um, in discussion phases. Uh, we've, got, we've got a couple of them within Nigeria um, with the same customer NDPAC that we're, we're looking forward to going into executing uh, at the earliest. And um, one or two uh, with two other customers within Nigeria and a couple of others outside Nigeria in Ghana, in Tanzania and in Chad. So we've got a lot in our pipeline and we will we, we'll continue to strive to be part of the solution, like I said working and collaborating with our customers. So look, there are exciting times ahead for us um, as a business. Um, we pride ourselves in making sure that we, we, we partner with our customers to deliver reliable, clean, and cheap energy to uh, our homes, um, the industries all around our countries. Well, Kenneth, it's been a real privilege to speak with you today and to hear about the very significant work that you and GE have done in um, with the Niger Delta Power Holding Company to restore significant amounts of power to Nigerian households amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, a really heroic story. 
And I really commend you and your colleagues for the work that you're doing to keep Africa moving, which is your tagline. But in this case, really does seem to come to, to life as a, as a real meaningful description of what you've done. So thank you, Kenneth. Thank you so much, Sarisa, for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, wrapping up our conversation with Ken Oyakiri, the Executive Director of Services GE Gas Power for Sub-Saharan Africa. Thank you very much. <laughs>